Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Creators in Cincy. I'm your host Nick Bowman and this is the show where we bring on local creators from the Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky area, get to know them and a little bit about the work that they do. This week we welcome Tamia Stinson, founder of Tether Cincinnati and host of her own style sample blog. For those who aren't aware, Tether Cincinnati is an online resource for creative image makers in the Cincinnati area, whether they're photographers, videographers, makeup artists, or whatever service you would need in that nature. We talked about that as well as a little bit about our own podcast called Creative City, as well as a little random things along the way, which if you've listened to the show in the past, you know that that's exactly what we like to do here. So without further ado, thanks for listening and enjoy the interview. Tamia Stinson is here. Tamia, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me, Nick. Tamia is the founder of Tether Cincinnati, and she has her own style sample blog. And I just wanted to bring you in and kind of talk to a little bit about that today. Sure. So, uh, yeah, let's get started. Um, I actually wanted to start off with uh, Tether Cincinnati and kind of how you came, what was the genesis of the formation of Tether Cincinnati and kind of how you became became involved. Uh, so I have a background as a photo stylist. So mm-hmm. if you've been to my site, I've, I'm like the grandma of blogging. Okay. <laughs> I've, been, I've been blogging since like 08. Uh, so it started out as a fashion blog. And from that, I started doing, you know, like freelance styling gigs for local publications. And then um, uh, maybe starting in like 2013, I got an offer to work for Cincinnati Magazine as the stylist. And between that job and a couple of the other uh, freelance assignments I'd been doing, I met a lot of really dope people in the industry, you know, photographers, hair and makeup people, other stylists. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that people were either leaving the city, like they were moving to New York, L.A., Chicago, because they felt like there was more opportunity there, or they were dropping out of the industry altogether because they felt like they were not connecting with enough businesses to make a viable living here. Right. Doesn't make sense given the number I, of Fortune 500 companies and startups know, yeah. and everybody else mm-hmm. around here, and um, especially now, as, you know, yeah, it's it's kind of wacky thinking <laughs> of how much things have changed over the past like decade. I know it's crazy. Um, yeah. But seeing that people felt like there weren't enough opportunities, I thought, okay, what if there's a way to connect that community of people and make sure that everyone there knows each other? So mm-hmm. if you're looking for another person to work on a project with, you have some sort of connection with them already. How, is, how can we connect that community of people with the business community at large? So if there are large companies or agencies, we've got a plethora of branding and design agencies, um, or startups or small businesses who need photo and video work done for websites, social media, all the stuff that we know has become more and more important over the past few years. Absolutely. How can we connect those two groups of people, basically? Um, so in 2017, I got a fellowship from People's Liberty to start Tether, um, and for that year, that was basically what I worked on, um, setting up a website, we created a print source book so that people could um, have their work displayed, and it was sent out to agencies, mm-hmm. both regionally and nationally, um, and events, so bringing people together to kind of, again, connect that community of people so we know who to reach out to when we're looking for partners. Did you have, like, a... Did you have people come, like, right away when you started, or was it kind of like a slowly but steadily build and kind of like, 
did you have to do a lot more to like get the tether brand out there before uh before it's build to what it's become now or i still feel like i'm trying to do a lot to get the tether brand out there honestly <laughs> um i think one thing that helped is having already been in that industry sure so you know a lot of these people were friends so i kind of called up my friends and said mm -hmm. hey i i got i got money to do a thing okay <laughs> we got some cash behind us i got a little time what what should we do what would help you the most so that's kind of where that got started mm-hmm so you didn't so like the, the your first people that you had involved were friends of yours like and but when did it sort of become a point where you were having other people who you didn't know that were coming in to be like oh i like what they're doing here uh pretty not too far into it actually mm -hmm. um people tend to talk you know if you've got a connection that you've worked with before maybe you tell them about this interesting workshop sure. or event or mm -hmm. potential work opportunity. So for instance, for the, um, for the initial source book that we produced, there were many people who contributed to those shoes. I had no idea who they were. And that was <laughs> right. the first thing, mm -hmm. you know, that I put out there like, Hey, we have an opportunity to do this. Tell your friends and people did, which was really great. So I, one of the things I love about Cincinnati is that how easy it is to connect with people. Absolutely, yeah. So few degrees of separation between you and pretty much anybody else mm -hmm. in the city, if you really try hard enough, um, that it's really easy to kind of spread the word pretty organically. Um, so uh, you actually, you mentioned that you've been photographing for years, even before you started Tether, and you have your own blog called The Style Sample. Um, which I actually wanted to read a quote oh, uh, from your from your uh, blog site. Not a quote. Uh, <laughs> well, it's um, <laughs> it's not too bad. Don't okay. worry. All right. Um, but you basically, uh, but this actually did stick out to me right when I read it. If you ever want to talk about productivity apps, where to find the best ice cream, or the nuanced genius of prints, get at me. Yeah. I can talk about prints forever. Are you kidding me? Yes, yes. I, I can I can talk about prints forever. Okay, well, we should start a whole other podcast just to talk about prints. We can talk okay. about prints a little bit now if you want to. Let's do it. What you got? <laughs> um, well, uh, actually, uh, what's your favorite? Do you have a favorite Prince song or a favorite Prince album? So I've sort of narrowed it down. Uh, I would say that my favorite Prince song is Erotic City. It has all mm, the elements nice. of princiness that mm. I really am attracted to. And a uh, little confession, you know, back in, this was probably high school, I listened to Purple Rain every night before bed. So I could tell how, how sleepy I was by how far I'd gotten into the album. Like if I made Especially it dark, into the Purple Rain song, because that song's like 15 minutes that song long. That is so freaking long. <laughs> I usually Half made of it's it, his guitar solo. But I know, no. which is fantastic. So mm, I usually yeah. made it to like Darling Nikki and then mm. dropped off, you know? Yeah. Um, I just, yeah, I mean, actually, the first time I ever became aware of Prince was actually seeing the Purple Rain film. Yeah, one of my favorites. Just, yeah, just seeing, just watching them, because actually, because I was always a film fan. That's kind of one of the right, reasons that I started right. out. Because I'm actually, that's kind of one of the reasons I started this podcast was kind of like, because I love to talk about film, and yeah. I love to talk about film with other people. And, um, and I was always a fan of, like, you know, when I was a kid, I loved, like, the Beatles and stuff like that. You know, they had their movies and stuff. And then I heard about this Purple Rain movie. <laughs> And I swear, like, I was a young kid when I saw it. I didn't know who Prince was. And I just completely fell in love with Prince, like, right then and there. So. I was 100% too young to watch Purple Rain when I first watched oh, Purple Rain. It's, it's, oh, my God. Yeah, it's completely. <laughs> like, who 
whose VHS copy did I get my hands on? I don't remember exactly, but we may thank have, you. We may, you know, you might have to describe what VHS tapes are now to people younger that are listening. Oh, <laughs> I don't even know. It's a hard box with tape in it, and you put VHS, it in a VHS. What is that? I don't. I, I couldn't even. Des- I couldn't describe it now. Yeah, I can barely describe CDs. <laughs> oh, yeah. You'd have to get into that cold conversation too. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so when did you start the style sample blog? Like, when did that sort of come into play? You know, I really should be better at this sort of thing, but I'm pretty sure I started it late 2008. So technically, this year is my 10-year-ish anniversary of blogging. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Definitely should be acknowledging that in some way on the actual site. I will work on that. Uh, Are you not so much active on that as you used to be? No, not nearly as Mm -hmm. active as I used to be. I post maybe like once a month at this point. Just don't have quite as much time as I used to. Mm -hmm. Um, But I like that it's kind of been a touch point. It seems like you blog pretty regularly on there from what I saw. I mean, like it seems like the last thing you did... um, it seemed I could be wrong, but it seemed like the last thing you did was a few months ago. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. I could be ago. wrong, but yeah. Well, my goal is to do it monthly, so you know. Oh yeah, a few I mean, that's the thing is... for that's the thing for me. Like whenever I like, because like the creators and Cincy podcast has like been slowly but steadily building, and I try to get it weekly, but like when you're up and starting, it's just kind of impossible to it's do that when because so you, you have so many th- other things that you're doing, and then it's kind of like oh I'll, oh I really have to do oh man no nope, got you know pushed to the mean? back burner I know mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah well I mean I as have as much a, as I try to do it weekly but yeah I have yeah. a podcast too that I that's that right we can talk a little bit about that too. lapsed for years so I 100 mm-hmm. percent get what you're it's saying it's a creative city right uh huh yeah um, but I started the blog as again a fashion blog because I was wearing cute outfits to work and I felt like nobody was appreciating them. <laughs> and this blogging thing was kind of new and I saw other people on the internet doing it and there was actually a really cool community of style bloggers uh, both locally Mm -hmm. and around the world Um, not too long after I started the blog I started this sort of online magazine for by and about fashion bloggers so I would reach out to people literally everywhere I mean people in Brazil in India in the UK and have them contribute articles for this magazine Mm -hmm. So I really enjoyed that world for for quite a while, actually. And it led to a lot of different opportunities. It led to me styling for local publications. It led to me working for Cincinnati Magazine. I always tell people, you know, you got to put yourself out there in order for people to find you. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And I'm not as good at that I as I used to I encourage everybody be. to go look at her photography because it's really, uh, really good. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I'm not a photographer. Let me just put that out there. <laughs> I am not a, I have worked with professionals. I know that I do not hold a candle to the pros. Um, but I have learned a lot from working with people sure, who yeah. actually know what they're doing. So I do what I can. I mean, as long as you love to, yeah. Um, did you have anybody who kind of influenced you to kind of start doing it when you started out? Because that's always what I always like to kind of like ask people is like if there was anybody or any one thing that kind of inspired you, like kind of lit that spark inside you to be like, you know what, that's what I want to do. So this is going to sound really corny, but back in the day, uh, remember message boards? Yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. So there was yeah. this message board called the Fashion Spot. It might still be around. I used to hang out there a lot. And let mm-hmm. me tell you, it was it was so long ago that people did not post photos. They posted, posted descriptions of their outfits. Mm. And after a certain point... when So people, you just posted descriptions without like photos to back it up? No, no nobody had photos to back it up. It was just, just like... Just picture this in your head. Exactly, yes. <laughs> I'm wearing a gray sweater, a cream silk skirt. <laughs> like, that was literally what people would post because there was no easy way to upload images. Right. But then somebody, some crazy person got the idea to upload images 
instead of just Whoa, a Whoa, we can upload images to this? I mean, it was like hands in the air, hallelujah. So Can you imagine they're all like sitting around like just like, wait a minute, guys, I think I have an idea. You think we maybe could post an image? We might have something here. Instead of just hiring people who can describe really well. <laughs> we, we might have a thing here. We, we might have an idea, yeah. Yeah. So when I started seeing that happen, there was this girl, uh, I think her name is Rumi. I can't remember what her blog was called, but she lived in L.A. Mm -hmm. And at one point... Um, American Apparel invited her to tour their factory and she Ooh. talked about it on the blog and everybody was like wait a second like real companies care about the people who do this which I mean influencers are all over the place now it's like right. not yeah, even yeah, close yeah. to a new idea but mm -hmm. back then it was relatively new so I was like interesting let me, let me see if I can jump into this pool and if I can make some friends here <laughs> that. I didn't have any aspirations to become a professional myself I know my so limitations. You were actually more, so you were actually more interested in um, sort of like connecting people who were, who had these, uh, who had these talents and kind of connecting people to see like work with each other? Sort of. I was more interested in the content part, honestly. Oh, okay. You know, as a mm, magazine buff, sure. I love the idea of curating content and creating oh, packages yeah. and, mm -hmm. you know, figuring out what a story could or should be, mm -hmm. especially visually, which I guess is why creative direction comes into play now. Every now and then I think back, I'm like, yeah, that's... That makes sense. It all mm -hmm. lines up. Those are things that I've always enjoyed. Is it still a pretty, like, uh, uh, we're going to go back to Tether for a second. Mm -hmm. Is it still kind of like, you started this in 2017, correct? Yes. Is that when you kind of got, like, the first, is it kind of like, you, you mentioned you're still kind of, like, getting the name out there for everybody? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's still a push. Mm -hmm. The concept is still a push as well. So the initial idea was to create this directory. So there's an online directory of people, and you can go mm -hmm. and you can search for uh, photographer and food and food photographers will come up. Mm -hmm. Well, one thing I've discovered is that people don't like to search. Like as someone who is also lazy, I 100% get it. But usually what happens is someone will reach out to me personally via email or text like, Hey, I've got this thing coming up. Do you know who would be good for it? So right, right. now I'm mm -hmm. working on creating a tech enabled platform so that Tether is more of a platform for creative image makers and freelancers to promote themselves and to make it easy for the people who need them to work with them. Because right now I'm kind of a roadblock. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to be the clog in the pipeline. I only check my email so often. I can't answer all the emails. Mm -hmm. So uh, working on um, doing something that's a little bit more tech focused. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. So that that is an automated process versus, you know, trying to wait for Tamiya to make those connections personally. Sure. Uh, were you always like a tech interested person? You know, if you had asked me back in the day, I probably wouldn't have said so. But yeah, I remember. I feel like now. I feel like now, if you're gonna like start your own sort of company in this way, you kind of have to be. You kind of have to know the tech world a little bit. Just yeah. have like a little basic knowledge a of baseline. it, even if, you, even if you didn't necessarily like go to school for it or whatever. Exactly. You kind of like have to, yeah, have that little mindset, or at least have to try and get in contact with somebody who knows a lot about that. Exactly. Or be mm -hmm. willing to watch YouTube videos about mm -hmm. how to do things, which is like 90% of how I learn. At yeah, this point. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I do remember teaching myself uh, HTML back in the day when I was supposed to be oh, working. Oh boy, Ooh. HTML. That is, <laughs> <laughs> I still, oh, I got to tell you, I still have problems with that. Oh no, I have to look stuff up. All oh the yeah, because I was like, because I like, when I had gone to school, like I studied electronic media and broadcasting. And I took a web design class, and I didn't really wasn't really interested in taking a web design class at all. 
<laughs> at, when, at that time, you know, sort of now, like, ever since I've done podcasts and kind of, like, get my name out there and the podcast out there, I've kind of, like we were talking about earlier, I kind of, like... You kind of have to. Yeah, you kind of have to now. But, like, for me, I was always into film and always, like, you know, wanted to deal with audio and sort of, like, make films with people and stuff like that. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I wasn't, like... God, I remember just sitting there, like, long hours just trying to figure out this HTML stuff. Oh, no, I remember being so excited about taking yeah. a Dreamweaver class. Remember Dreamweaver? Of course, yeah. That was what I... Yeah. Yeah. That was what I... That was the thing we primarily worked in was Dreamweaver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I Which actually, I immediately just think of the song every time I think of Dreamweaver. Me too, Weaver. me I mean, too. Yeah, it's it's a little annoying sometimes. That ca- that caught me off the work, too. It was like, I just I should be working right now, but the song is so good. It is a good song. <laughs> but, yeah, yes. so I, uh, I, yeah. I kind of was into that stuff. I joined Twitter, mm. like, back in, oh, I don't remember what year it was. It was pretty early in the game. I was mm. like, oh, this is, this is kind of Whenever an interesting Whenever Twitter concept. started, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of into, into the, that. Yeah, I, I definitely came into the Twitter game late. I was never, like, I think... Again, it kind of goes into the when I was like starting podcasting and doing that. I was like, I probably should get on these sites just to like get my name out there because I never really because when I was younger and stuff, I never really was interested in social media. Hmm. Like because when I was younger, I was kind of like, I guess you could say I was maybe a little cynical about that stuff. I was just like, why are people posting pictures of food? Like, oh, same. Yeah, I kind of thought the same about MySpace. Yeah. I did not join MySpace. Oh, I didn't join I was MySpace. Against it. Does 100%. anybody even have MySpace anymore? No, of course not. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm actually curious. Yeah, I'm actually am curious to see like who actually is still if anyone still has a MySpace page. I don't think that's a thing anymore. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I I always hear from people like, "Oh, yeah, I'm still on," but maybe they're just kind of like messing around with me. I've never heard anybody <laughs> say that. Yeah, but like maybe they're just kind of joking around be like, maybe, you know. Maybe. But, yeah. I will say I was on Black Planet back in the day, which was a mm, precursor to MySpace. Right, right. And I do remember uh, like redesigning my page there too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe I was into tech and just didn't think of it that way. Yeah, just yeah, that is actually interesting, you know, because maybe like you're into tech but you don't even realize that mm-hmm. you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's kind of get into the. Uh, I know that you kind of say you're not really much active in the creative Cincy or cre- that's my podcast, Creators and Cincy <laughs> Creative City uh-huh. podcast. Uh, it's similar names, yeah. kind of like. Uh, but what was because uh, I always like to talk to fellow podcasters. Same, you know, and um, I want to so, know who's doing your production. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I mean, for me, like I was always, I'm always like a one person crew yep, when it comes same. to my thing because like. I always say, like, to make it more official, I kind of like to credit myself as producer, even though I don't really, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, somebody's it, got a producer. Absolutely, yeah. And if you're the one working on it, yeah, that's cause you. Yeah, because I'm my own producer. and yeah, yeah, yeah. So what was your main focus of the Creative City podcast? Like, what was kind of, like, what were the kind of things you talked about? or? You know, thinking back, um, let's see, I started it back in probably like 2016, I think. So mm. thinking back, I think the concept, no, I know the concept. What am I saying? The concept was I was talking to a lot of really interesting people. I was still working at the magazine at the time. So, you know, I would go around to different retailers and people we were writing articles about and restaurants and stuff. And everybody had like a really interesting story whenever I would ask them, you know, what are you up to? What's working? What's not? Anything fun coming up? What are you looking forward to? And everybody always had these really cool stories about things they were working on and projects they were doing. And I am a crappy storyteller. Like, I don't remember details, names, not, do not stay in my head. <laughs> so I was like, you know, instead of me relaying these stories in a really effed up way, 
what if I just talk to people and record the conversation so everybody can hear it directly from the source? Right. So that's basically how the podcast got started. Mm -hmm. And again, I started with people I knew. Like that's friends how that it, I wanted yeah, that's to how catch it up always, with. Yeah, that's what it was like for me. Like mm-hmm. I'd always just call up my friends and be like, hey, you know. Cause, but, I mean, I became pretty lucky in that way that I've gotten in contact with a lot of, like, people who are interested in film and local filmmakers and stuff like that. But Yeah. yeah. But that's how it started. And mm-hmm. it was a – luckily, I know a lot of really interesting people doing dope stuff. So that made it oh, easy. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, and then, you know, it was a good way to kind of catch up with people. Mm-hmm. And – get something out and everybody gets something out of it. So I actually uh, just released a new episode a couple weeks ago. This was the first one in, uh, I'm going to say a year. Mm -hmm. And I am trying to keep it going. I usually, here's what I try to do, which I have not been successful with this this go round. I try to do seasons. Mm, So 10 episodes a season. That's why, that way it's not a never ending trail of hmm, podcasts, you know, it's a compact, mm-hmm. a compact package of things. And then usually what I liked to do was to have maybe four or five already recorded and lined up before I started releasing them. Okay. So like sim, so similar in a way that like Netflix would release their, like, exactly. Netflix would release their seasons, just release it all at once. Well, I didn't release it all at once, but I had the actual podcast recorded before I started releasing oh, them. So okay, it wasn't like you. record, I see. I got you. then release, mm, then record, right. then release, you know, mm-hmm. there was already some stuff going right. into the bucket. Mm-hmm. Where'd you typically record? Usually at the, uh, main library makerspace. Hmm. If you've been to the main library in downtown Cincinnati, there's a makerspace that has an audio booth. Oh, really? Yeah, it's actually pretty dope. I didn't know that. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. And you can reserve it. You know, it's free. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. They have have audition there, so you can edit and... Oh, so you can edit, like, right there when you're done, too? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Where is this? Is it the Main Street? The Main Library downtown on Vine Street. On Vine Street, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you should check it out. They've got a lot of other cool stuff there. Okay. So, yeah, definitely wow, check I, out. I, wow, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So that's where you typically did a lot of your episodes. Yeah, but then mm-hmm. I also had a, a what I call a traveling studio, which is me and my laptop and a microphone that I got on Amazon. <laughs> so that was, that was how I started. You got to start somewhere. You got to start yeah. somewhere. And I was like, well, GarageBand is already on this computer. Let's use that. <laughs> well, yeah, the way that I kind of started when I originally started podcasting was I just had my little SM57 microphone plug it into my laptop and it would record straight into audition and i would just record in my garage and that was that um but you know i got really bored of talking by myself have you noticed that like it it's really really like see i've never done a podcast by myself i think i would be i would either babble too much or i would have nothing to say i know because like i got really really like I got really bored just, like, talking by myself because I have, like, nobody to bounce my ideas off of. Because I'm like, what do you think? Oh. (laughs) Unless Uh. you're looking in a mirror, maybe that'll help. I don't know. (laughs) I do enjoy talking to myself. But that's the reason I've always done interviews is because I don't don't know how much I would have to say if I were just talking. Yeah, that's just kind of like, because I used to, like, just talk about movie news or whatever. I see. It was kind of like having your own... You know, because like if I guess for a lot of people who have YouTube channels, that's true. You know, they just they, they talk by themselves talk to anyway. The camera. Yeah. But somehow I don't know. That makes more sense to me to do it by yourself than doing a podcast by yourself. I have for listened. whatever reason. I don't know for whatever reason. It's the exact same thing to a certain degree, but for whatever reason, it just kind of seems like it seems like it's a different thing. Like it makes more sense on YouTube than just recording in a podcast. Yeah, maybe it's because yeah. The- I don't know what it is. The visual aspect of it makes you feel like you have an audience or you're looking at, yeah, looking that makes sense. in quotes at people yeah, while yeah. you're talking. 
Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So, who were who were some of the guests that you had on the Creative Sense of City podcast? Uh, ooh, all kinds of people. Um, I would probably have to go through my through my talk phone about like a remember. wide variety of like. Mm, yeah, mm. I try to I try to kind of spread the love a little bit across creative industries. And, mm -hmm. You know, there are people from the fashion world and the photography world. Like when Tether was still going on and the source book was first being released, I talked to a couple people that did projects for that. Um, this most recent one, I talked to a team that was part of the um, uh, Creative Placemaking Leadership Summit that was here mm. um, a couple weeks, no, last weekend. Um, I usually just talk to people who are doing interesting things. I talked to Kick Lee. This was before he started the Cincinnati Music Accelerator. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've talked mm -hmm. to a lot of really interesting people on the podcast. So I have a I think I'm 41 episodes in at this point. Ooh. Yeah, mm. so there's been a... We're technically on season five. I will let you know when that actually picks up for real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I never really, I know everybody seems to kind of like, well, maybe not everybody, but it seems like a lot of people like post their episodes in seasons. Yeah. I don't know why, but I just never really thought to be like, okay, I got new episodes now. Because I kind of do it infrequently mm -hmm. or not, or bi-weekly, I guess you could say. Got it. But yeah. Um, I just, yeah. It, for me, it helps to have a start and an end. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm better with deadlines than I am with mm -hmm. just like, hey, whenever, because whenever turns into never for me. Yeah, I mean, well, that's kind of how I've always like structured this, because like whenever I would email people or get in contact with people, I'll be like, I always like whenever you're like, whatever's the most convenient for you. And because uh, everybody I talk to is very busy. Of course, you know? everybody <laughs> is nowadays, right? And very Aren't busy. And it's very hard to. Yeah. Even if it's like, you know, coming in here at 10 at night to do it or whatever. Oh wow! I I haven't been able to do that yet. Okay. But yeah, but uh, I haven't recorded like so late at night yet. But um, but yeah. Yeah, so. I find that people work well with parameters. Like here are the dates I have available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Choose a time. Yeah, and that's actually what you did when I messaged you. Yeah. Yeah, you actually like gave me a couple. Yeah, you gave me a few times. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, do you have any memorable sort of projects that you worked on throughout your time at Tether so far? Do you have any, like, one, like, specific one that kind of, like, is, was, like, one that sticks out in your mind? Um, I would say the source book was probably the biggest one. So, mm -hmm. that was, that's like a collective portfolio of creative image makers in the city. So, initially, the idea was that people would submit their ideas, like, we want to do a photo shoot with these elements in this place with these people or I'm looking for these people so that whole process was really interesting I have a background in project management and that is where the Excel spreadsheets come in because I love a spreadsheet Ooh, give me all the filters <laughs> oh it makes me so excited where did you go to school uh, the Ohio State University the Ohio State University yes nice go Bucks OH mm -hmm. born, in, born, in, uh, born and raised here in Cincinnati yeah I grew up mm -hmm. in Forest Park in the suburbs oh great awesome uh, yeah. So when we were doing the source book, um, you know, the whole project management piece of that was super fun for me, mm -hmm. in addition to all the creative stuff. So I, you know, contacted people and told them that they could submit their ideas. And we had over 100 submissions that first go round. People submitting, wow. yeah, people submitting ideas for photo shoots. Uh, and then I had an event to help match people up. I think I called it Tether Tinder. Tender, <laughs> I forgot about tender. that. Yeah. Because <laughs> the idea was like, Or okay. maybe like add the two together, like 10 Tender, Tether, maybe. Tender, yeah. 10 
Tenther. Tenther. Tender. I don't know. I don't know. That makes me sound like I have a lisp. <laughs> uh, maybe tether tender kind of works the best. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, so mm. I had an event. So, for instance, if you were a photographer and you had a makeup artist that was willing to work with you on this photo shoot, but you were still looking for a hairstylist or somebody to do the wardrobe, mm-hmm. then you could meet people there. So that was part of that process. Um, and then I tried to be as active as possible when I knew people were actually holding the photo shoots. So if people let me know when they were scheduled and where, I would go around and, you know, try to help out where I could or take some behind-the-scenes images. How active are you on the actual photo shoot? Like, when the actual photo shoot takes place, like, how often are you there? Like, are you there throughout the whole time, or are you just kind of, like... Well, it kind of depends on what the project is. Mm-hmm. So if it's yeah. if it's my project, then I'm usually... Sure, you're usually there the yeah, whole time. For but it's, yeah. like... Maybe there are there some cases where you just kind of step in for like a few hours and be like, okay, see what you're doing and kind of like take a few snaps and all that? For the most part, I am um, connecting people with organizations on their own. Okay. So for instance, like like a talent agency. Sure. Right. Uh, where they kind of, they, they send the models out, they show up, mm-hmm. they do their thing, and then they get billed. Um, so that's that's how things have been going thus far. But for the source book, I was a little bit more active because, you know, I wanted to make sure that people felt oh, comfortable yeah. and that mm-hmm. the project was coming along okay. And also there's a print deadline. Can't play around with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is, I was all, yeah. That's pretty strict. For sure. Yeah. Um, so that was a part of that process. And then, you know, working the with... The word deadline just stresses me out. Oh, 100%. <laughs> but sometimes I need that stress. Oh, for sure. Maybe that, do you find that that comes like... Do you find that maybe that makes the best work? I am a recovering procrastinator, so yes. Mm-hmm. I I don't leave things to the last minute as much as I used to, but I do love again a timeline. Give me let me make all your timelines in an Excel spreadsheet. I will do it. I have formulas. You love spreadsheets. I really has, <laughs> has that have I made that clear? <laughs> <laughs> well, you pro- we'll probably yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, no, it's good to have for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah it comes mm-hmm. in handy. Um, I think you even said that on your site. Like, I love spreadsheets. I think that was one. Of, I think that was part of the quote you read <laughs> yeah, earlier. Yeah. 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 Uh, so working on that project, you know, when every all the images finally came in, everything was so beautiful, and you know, working with a fantastic graphic designer to put together the actual book, and then after sending the files to the printer, it was printed on a press, so you can see the pages go in blank and sure. then come out with stuff on them. I was like, There's, that's yeah. the stuff we made. It's coming out on the pages. It's right there. <laughs> um, so seeing that whole process go from idea to actual physical thing that people could hold and see and flip through. Mm-hmm. And I uh, had a launch party for that at the end of that year. That was pretty fantastic. So that was probably one of the highlights of that awesome. project. And how long ago was that? That was... December of 17. December 17. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the early, was that one of the early ones? Yeah. That you worked on? Yep. So that year from April 2017 to the end of March 2018, that was my fellowship year. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. You know, one of the, one of the things that I kind of um like to like ask people uh when they come on the podcast is like what kind of makes their work authentic to Cincinnati? Like do you like do you think about that? Like, do you think about, like, making it very Cincinnati-based? I mean, obviously, the name is Tether Cincinnati. But do you kind of, like, like to have your work done to, like, show people outside to see what Cincinnati has to offer? 
Sometimes. It kind of depends. So when it comes to commercial work, not so much, but on my blog, mm -hmm. that was always one of the things I tried to highlight was local shops and restaurants and people. That's kind of why I started the podcast. Yeah. Creative City is exclusively about people from Cincinnati. It's casual conversations with Cincinnati's creative community because I like alliteration. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that was always a focus of both the podcast and my personal site was making sure that people understood that yeah, there's cool stuff going on around here. Check it out. Yeah, just even like maybe you're nest like maybe you're like more focusing on drawing people in who are outside of Cincinnati, maybe. Sometimes bit. that, but yeah. also spreading the word to people who are already here but maybe aren't as connected or maybe sure. don't know. Yeah. You know, sometimes I talk to people and they're like, there's nothing to do. I'm like, how? How? I'm busy every freaking night. I wish I had less to do, yeah, actually. right. Mm -hmm. um, so just, you know, trying to spread the word about cool yeah, things I mean, that are happening. I don't think it's difficult, again, in the past decade, the city has really been on the come up. So I don't yeah, think it's I, I, yeah. difficult to find interesting people or interesting things to do. I'd say maybe, yeah, I'd say maybe that spike uh, has been kind of came up within the last, like, yeah, within the last decade, like mm -hmm. you were saying, like, because Cincinnati is obviously, yeah. I think a lot of yeah. um, sort of smaller or mid-sized cities have experienced this. You know, we've kind of seen the rise of the rest. Yes. With people... Mm -hmm understanding now that the coasts are not the only places where things are happening. All you got to do is talk to people, mm. which is, you know, sometimes I get it. I don't really feel like talking to people either. But <laughs> most of the time, I find that I get more out of it than I thought I would. Mm -hmm. So even if I'm initially like a little like, eh, eh, fine, I'll go to this thing. 99% of the time, I've, I'm happy I did it. And I feel like I would have regretted it if I didn't. So try new things, guys. But I kind of wanted to go back to your quote. Um, where you mentioned about, you know, productivity apps. Mm -hmm. uh, what, what, what are some of the ones that you kind of, like, gravitate to the most? Pretty much anything that will let me organize my thoughts. Mm -hmm. I, I figured this out a couple years ago. When I was in sixth grade, I got my very first, no, maybe it was seventh grade. Sixth or seventh grade, I got my very first day timer. You know, those little planners that you used to be able to buy at Staples, right. and they had the days in them. Sure. You know, we didn't have computers back then. Mm -hmm. uh, and you'd be able to write down everything you were doing. I didn't have jack squat to do, okay? I was 12, 13. I didn't have a life, but I had a planner, and I liked... I feel like that's a lot of, I feel like that's a lot of people at that age, though, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I feel like sure. that's a lot of people, you know, because, you know, because, you know, when you're 12, 13 years old... Drive. Yeah, you don't, you I can't drive. Yeah, you don't have a job. All you do is, you know, you just go to school and then come back. Yeah, yeah I think I used to maybe write some babysitting appointments in there. Who knows? <laughs> just like some fake, <laughs> some fake babysitting appointments. <laughs> I used to do or some you, babysitting. Or you did use some babysitting. It was like every third yeah. page, maybe there was one line on there, something I had to do. But I loved the <laughs> idea of having a place to put all the information that would usually get lost in my head. Because I cannot keep things straight in my head. That is, I've given up on that whole thing. Uh, so any sort of productivity app that allows me to record what I need to be doing and when is 100% up my alley. So mm -hmm. I live and die by my calendar. I use Google Calendar. Everything that needs to be done has to go on the calendar. Otherwise, it's just not going to get done. I get that. Yeah, it's it's good to, yeah. Yeah, uh, I like Trello for organizing projects. Mm -hmm. um, I have a bunch of lists in um, Airtable. I don't know if you've ever used that one, but it's basically like... I've heard of Airtable, yeah. Yeah, spreadsheets on acid. It's amazing. Spreadsheet. See? Let's see what the spreadsheet We come back to it, right? <laughs> um, and then I use Google Docs for pretty much any and everything, as yes. well as... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
as well as any the most project of, that I used to work on when I was a production assistant, we would always use the Google Docs. Yeah, because yeah. it's easy to share. Oh yeah, I don't want to send emails back and forth yeah. for that nonsense. Mm -hmm. um, and then it's so, yeah, you're right. It's so much more difficult that way because you never know when someone's going to respond and who can keep track of all of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I, I try to keep it simple, but I do like going through the app store to see what the newest and latest, greatest productivity apps are. Mm -hmm. You keep up with that pretty frequently? Yeah. So the sad part is I like reading about productivity more than I like actually being productive. So, hmm, you know, okay. I'm trying to find a balance there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that concept is a little more in interesting than the execution. <laughs> so, uh... Tell me where's the best place to find ice cream, because that's also part of your quote. Where are some of the best spots for ice cream in this place, for, or in Cincinnati for you? Well, that depends on, okay, okay. For you, I so, mean. So, for me, I. Let's say there's someone who's listening to this podcast who's never been to Cincinnati before. Say they're visiting Cincinnati for about a week, and they want a good place to get ice cream. Where would you send them? I am a big fan of gelato. Ah. Uh. Because it's thick and rich and usually kind of buttery and creamy, which is how I like my ice cream, even though my stomach vastly disagrees with me. <laughs> uh, I've had to tone things down a little bit based on that. So there's um, Dojo Gelato. They have a location at Finley Market and then another one in Northside. That's mm -hmm. a freestanding location. Delicious. You can mix flavors, which I really like to experiment with because mm -hmm. it's like make your own ice cream flavor who doesn't love that absolutely yeah um and then there's um this place oh, <laughs> don't don't tell me what flavors you have i want to make them myself <laughs> or i want to mix the ones that you have to make something new and interesting yes. that appeals to me personally mm -hmm. pretty much anything with caramel you, you you've got me ah um and then there's a place i cannot remember the name of it but it's on 12th street it's uh one of those thai rolled ice cream places mm -hmm. Um, so they basically put the ice cream or put the cream on this frozen plate and it freezes and they roll it up into these little sticks for you mm -hmm. and put it in a big bowl and you can eat the ice cream that way. I actually had some in Thailand before I had it here. In Thailand? I, yeah. Oh. And when I saw that place open here, I was like, yes! Are you someone who likes to travel a lot? I love to travel. I will go anywhere, anytime. Interesting. Mm -hmm. so, when, so how many... So, okay, so Thailand you've been to. What are some of the other places in the world that you visited? Uh, let's see. Let's, let me think of some of my favorites. I really let me start with North America. I really enjoyed Montreal. Montreal. Yeah, where I discovered <laughs> I do not remember high school French. Because <laughs> I didn't know. I was like, oh, no, you're talking too fast. Back to English, please. Yeah. Uh, so I really enjoyed Montreal. I liked Mexico City. I like the way you like you put the French accent on that. Well, you know, you gotta have a little, you gotta have a little phlegm going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I liked Mexico City. The street food game there is just off the charts. Um, I really, I really enjoyed Thailand. Traveled mostly along the west coast uh, to the different beaches. Mm -hmm. And remember that boats are not just for leisure. You can get places in boats. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. They're for traveling and oh, getting yeah. around. Oh, yeah. Hmm, who knew? Unless you're, like, traveling, like, so far, like, like across, like, the, you know, an ocean or something like right. that. Right. We, yeah. we weren't doing Titanic type no, stuff. No, 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 no. But just between islands, no. it's actually very no. convenient. Um, They're I actually constructing a Titanic, too, now. Did I you know that? I saw that. <laughs> I have feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, was like, what's their mindset? Why like, would you name like, it the same? Th I mean, I get why you would name it the same thing. There's a brand that comes along with it, but along with that brand is the fact that people died. So, 
yeah, again, feelings. Did you see the movie, guys? <laughs> Everybody wants to have their Jack and Rose moment, though. You yeah. Know? At the beginning of the movie, not in, not on the second VHS you know tape. What's, you know what's interesting? And it's like, and always, it's always the thing that I like, kind of like admit to people. When I was a kid, I thought that like I knew like the story of the Titanic was real, like the actual event of the Titanic sinking. I knew that was real, but I actually thought that Jack and Rose. I actually thought they were real people. Well, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Leo and Kate were so good in it. I know. I like. I used to think. <laughs> I used to think that they were like. I used to think they were real people that Leo well, but, and Kate were playing because I was like, oh my God, Rose is still alive. Well, they kind of fooled you because there were people. <laughs> oh yeah, there were people on that were, the Titanic that oh, yeah. were in the movie. Oh yeah, know? for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So as a kid, but there I just would didn't no know that story. That. I just didn't know that story was created for it. Mm-hmm. I knew like because like after doing my research about that, like I knew that like. There were real life people that they yes. cast right. in those roles, but like I actually did think that Leo and Kate were real in that movie. But who knows? Maybe they were. Maybe they were. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's the fantasy of it, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, where else have you traveled in the world? Um, I really enjoyed London. I've always wanted to go to London. Man, I. So the first. I'm, time- I am obsessed with British English culture. Interesting. I am obsessed. I've like ever since I was a little kid, I've always been obsessed with it. You want the accent? Yes. I, I always. I always. I, <laughs> that I was kind not of, good. Please I mean, don't. I kind of like to try. You know. <laughs> right. I've always thought about doing an English accent when I do these podcasts. Right. Yeah. It's pretty good. Oh, thank you. Bloody good. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Please, nobody write in. We did not mean to mean to offend anybody not, oh, who is no. actually British. Oh no, I, 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 it's a completely out of love. I think you'd like completely it. Completely out of. I know. I've always wanted to. I've always wanted to go there. Yeah, I really yeah. enjoyed. The first time, I was not that impressed because the food wasn't that good. That's what they say, right? That's but what I they, think cause they I've really fr- come up. I've had friends that always say, like, whenever they, because I've had friends that have traveled to the UK, and yeah. they've always been like, oh, it's place great, food sucks, <laughs> you yeah. know? Food wasn't great the first yeah. time. The second time, They say though, they add vinegar to everything. I don't know if that's actually true, but was that's, that just what what my one fr- that's just what my one friend was telling me. It's like, yeah, they totally add vinegar to everything. Huh. I don't know what it was, yeah. but I think the food is much know. better than it used to be. Okay. And the city is obviously well, I guess maybe it depends on, like, how recently you went there. Exactly. Maybe. Yeah. Yep, yep. Mm. Uh, so I really liked London. I really liked Paris, which was Belly. magical. Uh, I was pretty young when I went there, though. Um, I really liked, interestingly enough, Poland. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Poland. Yeah, Krakow. Is that? I don't know. I don't know if that's actually how you say it in mm-hmm. Polish, but Krakow mm-hmm. was pretty awesome. Oh right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and from the, I actually went to Poland and Prague on the same trips. Oh, trip. cool. So those were, I thought those were both really cool places. How often do you, how often do you like to travel outside of the country? Like, do you kind of like, like have a system where you're just like, okay, I'm going to try and go once a year or like how often If it was up to me, you... it'd be like once a quarter. But... Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but at this point, it's like once a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. What was the last place you visited? Uh, the last international last trip international I took trip, was yeah. Thailand. Thailand. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where you found out about that one ice cream? Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I d- I've never known anybody who's been to Thailand or anything. And I think it's a pretty popular it. yeah. travel destination. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There were a lot of, I noticed there were a lot of bachelor parties going on. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. <laughs> they call them stag parties over there. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, wow. Lots of, lots of Brits and Aussies. Oh, yeah. 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 Australia would be pretty interesting, Australia too. Australia would be fantastic. Yeah. I've never been anywhere and not seen a group of Australians. The thing, that kind of, the thing that kind of deters me from Australia is the flight time. It's long. You know, because, like, I mean, I, I've always, like, wanted to, like, because, like, how long is the flight to the U.K. to London? 
roughly. Yeah, it's like eight or nine hours. See, that's not too that's bad. Not terrible. That doesn't feel like too too bad for me. But like for for like Australia, like it's always been interesting to me. It's pretty much a full day. But it's just like a full day of traveling, and I'm just like, how do I? Do I want to do that? <laughs> I mean, you, you, you travel for a full day, and then yeah. you stay for another 12 to 15 just to I make know. it worth yeah. your time, you just, know? Or not, it's not worth their staying a weekend just exactly. to be like, no. <laughs> that is not a quickie trip. Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, man. I bet New, I mean, I think New Zealand's probably the same way. Uh-huh. It has to be, yeah. yeah. My mom went there a couple years ago, and she really liked it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's a lot to try at the Australian accent i cannot do the australian accent i couldn't for a while but it's after watching years of watching crocodile hunter steve <laughs> Irwin. oh is that how you do it i used to love well that's like the over exaggerated that's like the over exaggerated like you know like hey we got a tiger you know <laughs> <laughs> we got a crocodile here he's gonna eat you one hoe i'm gonna go touch it <laughs> <laughs> i think that's the American that's like version. The, that's the American version, but uh, Australia. I don't yeah. know. Maybe it was partially his fault because that's the way he talked, right? Yeah, he, he did speak that way. He did speak that way. I used to love that. I used yeah, to love that guy. Cool. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's. I always like. I mean, when I was a kid, I always liked to try to master accents. Specifically, accents. Yeah, I always like to try to like make people laugh and like do accents huh. and stuff like that. Like okay. I always try to like mimic whoever I saw and. Maybe not necessarily trying to be a comedian or whatever, but just like I always like, you know, just wanted to try and do the British accent. <laughs> Were you into yeah. acting? No, I just always like was just always just wanted to be funny. Like I always okay. just loved movies when I was a kid, and I just always loved impersonating the people like I see. who I saw. Like I never really tried to, I never really tried to go into any acting career at all because I'm not. I know that I would not be that good of an actor. <laughs> You don't know unless you try. I don't know. Yeah, I just always, I always had people that were trying to get me into it because they knew I was doing accents and stuff. But I just yeah, always it could be was fun. like, yeah. But I just like, for for whatever reason, like, I actually, you know, that actually is a lie. I actually tried doing it once, like, when I was in high school, just like a little yeah. bit. They they were like filming me, and I was always like talking directly in the camera. <laughs> when you like, were not supposed to be looking like, directly they always the kept telling me yeah they always kept telling me don't talk in the camera yeah you're not supposed like, to always just say wall. my line and just be like <laughs> right guys no that's not the way to do it <laughs> that's maybe. my acting i break the fourth wall okay, constantly no kidding well let, maybe let's start you out with something a little smaller then next time the 48 hour film project comes yes around, of course we'll, we'll do that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I always just try. I mean, I never was really like serious about it. I, I mean, was always, yeah. yeah. I just want to be always, on the soap opera. That's what I want to do. That's the ultimate. Agreed. That's the ultimate in overacting. I have been practicing crying on cue for years. I just need a chance. That is the uh, that is the ultimate. Yeah. I mean, it's ever that it it always is. Do you watch Saturday Night Live? Sometimes, yeah. Do you know the Californians sketch? Yeah. That's that's always that's that's like the pinnacle of that for me. Okay. The way that they just they just over exaggerate everything and just look directly in the camera with the dun, 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 bah. see, and you would be okay doing that. Oh, that'd there. be amazing. I'd yes. Be, oh, yes. All right. Book me. Okay. Book me soap <laughs> opera gigs then. I will. I will do a soap. Yeah. Yeah, you'd be right on. You'd be right on cue. Do all those ones that have camera. been on for like fifty years. Yeah, they all have. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, back to uh, your work. Oh yeah, what were we talking about? <laughs> Believe me, we always encourage these types of tangents. Sure. Um, so, do you have any? Um, one of the another thing I always kind of like to ask people is, uh, do you have any like sort of advice for people who are kind of wanting to get into the business that you do? 
Like, say, like, they wanted, like, they look at the work that you've done and they don't know the first thing to do. Like, what are some of the, what's some of the advice that you would give? So usually what I tell people is a combination of two things. Uh, put yourself out there in some way. Now, nowadays we have social media, we got the gram. It's a lot easier to do that now. Which is my favorite, now, yeah. yes. It is much easier to do now than it was back when I was trying to figure out HTML and how to link an image <laughs> to a thing. Um, so I would 100% say put yourself out there, whether that be social media or your own site, which is relatively easy to set up. I usually recommend either Squarespace or WordPress. If you Squarespace is, yeah, Squarespace is usually it's like... Very easy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's where everyone seems to be going now, Squarespace. I yeah, noticed. it's well-designed. Yeah. and you I see know. a lot of ads for Squarespace, like even like on different channels and stuff like that. Oh, Anybody's always just going to, yeah. All Every Yeah, it seems like a lot of local <laughs> podcasts are advertising Squarespace. All the podcasts advertise Squarespace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much a thing. Mm -hmm. uh, so put yourself out there make sure that you are following and trying to connect with the right people again social media makes this so much easier yes all you got to do is you know if you fall down the instagram rabbit hole you find one person that you like and then you see somebody that they link to or somebody that follows them or somebody that commented on their post check those people out start mm -hmm. to follow them if you like them obviously you want it to be an authentic follow and if you really like something they've done, feel free to comment. There's no, there's no shame in putting yourself out there in a way that lets other people know that you're appreciating what they do, because that's why everybody does it, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that's the biggest thing I would say. And sometimes I struggle with that myself. But the idea is to make sure that people know who you are and what you're trying to do, and to reach out to those people either via social media or if you are not a 100% introvert and you are um, in a place where you can go to events, do that. People love a face-to-face -face connection. Yes, it's, I always prefer. I always prefer that. I do too. Like, it's always like, because you because know, like whenever you're like sending an email to somebody, sometimes you never know like how long they're gonna like take to respond or anything like that, and it's always just kind of like a. Uh, like what's the word I'm looking for but you know what I'm talking about there's always like this that sort yeah. of a disconnect in a way yeah. yeah and I always tell people familiarity breeds opportunity so mm -hmm. the more familiar people are with you and your work obviously it helps if they actually like you so don't be an a-hole uh, that's the big message <laughs> to take out of today that's a huge one just in life, don't yeah, be an Just in general, you don't have to be. It's so easy to be nice. Yeah. Um, mm. But the more familiar people are with you and what you do, the more likely they are to want to reconnect with you as well. So, you know, that's usually what I tell people. Yeah. Um, are you kind of like a, uh, are you like a one-person crew for Tether? Like, or do you kind of like, was it one of those things where you like wanted to uh, start out like, when you first started Tether, was it kind of one of those things like, okay, I'll start off by myself, and then maybe once like we get more off the ground, I'll bring other people to kind of help run it with me, or do you prefer to do it by yourself? No, I would love to be the type of person who's really good at building a team. So the fellowship was a one-person deal, right? Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like I sure. could have had somebody else to share that with. But during that fellowship year, I did bring on other people to work with, you know, writers and designers mm -hmm. and other people who were basically like uh, freelance contractors. And I would love to bring more people on board. I was raised as an only child, so sometimes it doesn't I'm an only even, child myself. It doesn't even occur to me that other people might be interested. So uh, throwing this out there, if anybody out there is interested in being part of a growing somewhat tech, somewhat creative company, let me know. I'm more than happy to talk to people about what I'm looking to do. 
but mm -hmm. ideally there would be a team of people who were working on Tether on a, on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe for, I mean, I'm an only child myself. Mm -hmm. And I guess maybe for me, like in podcasting, I kind of like to do it by myself hmm. in a way. I kind of like the fact that I'm my own producer, you know? Why is that? Well, because I think also, like, I want to be the one, like, if something goes wrong, I think it's easier if you put the blame on somebody else. I'd rather blame myself if something goes wrong. Well, if you're the boss, you get blamed regardless. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but if, like, one per yeah, you know, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it feels like I'm also, yeah, I just also just kind of like to... I guess maybe it is kind of like my maybe OCD working, but I just always kind of like to edit everything myself, and it's just the way that I've always kind of wanted to work. Ah, I see. Yeah. So you're a little bit of a control freak? Control freak might be a bit of a harsh, okay. <laughs> might okay. be a bit of a harsh term, but uh -huh. yeah. I mean, uh, I get it. I am too. Yeah. I'm trying to let go of some of that. Yeah. Um, I, I guess maybe the term control freak has some negative connotations to it. Maybe it's the freak part. You like to yeah. have, you have, you like to have complete control when possible. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, it's it's just kind of that's just kind of the way that I've always. But as I've gotten older, I've noticed I've that I'm a little bit more comfortable sort of mm -hmm. letting things go and understanding that even if something is not the way I would have done it. Oh yeah, I mean it's for still sure. Okay. Yeah, I mean for sure. Like obviously, what you do, like running this huge running this company, like obviously you have so much that you need to work with, and it's uh, it would be nice to have someone to be like, okay, now you deal with this, exactly. you deal with that. Like I get, I totally understand that from that perspective. Yeah. yeah. Even with the podcast, I would love to oh, have, yeah. actually, uh, my partner created a new theme song for me and did some production work on this latest episode, so it sounds like 10 times better than anything I could have done on my own, which is another reason I would like to bring more people on board. I, I'm, you know, I'm not dumb, but I'm not the smartest person at everything. That's mm, not possible. Right. So if I can find people who are better than me at certain things, I, I see no reason not to, to let them do their thing. Yeah, it, I, I totally, I, I totally understand that. Um, but obviously, yeah, I mean, I'm not really running a huge company with my podcast. You know, uh, I kind of yeah. just, yeah, it's just like a little small little thing that I've always liked to do. I mean, if you enjoy yeah. it, then oh by yeah, all for means. sure, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I also have that thing where like a part of me wants to maybe have a producer that kind of like books like okay book this like book this guest for mm -hmm. me you know what i mean <laughs> do all the work on the back end yeah i know and then just upload like upload it book book these book this time for me and you know all that but, i just uh, want somebody to do all the technical stuff yeah and i and i completely lucked out when i found studio Cincy. Mm -hmm. i completely because like when i found this place because i live in this area okay and i just like when how I did found, you hear about it uh, really, it was just through, like we're saying, through social media, through okay. Facebook. I actually found out through the uh, Cincinnati Production Meetup group. Oh, yeah. It was actually okay. how I first met you. Yeah. Yeah, because um, someone advertised it, and then I heard it was in the Eastgate area, and I was just like, oh, the gods have answered me. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> like, cause, like, there was, like, so many studios in the, like, in the area that, like, were, like, I had people, like, that were offering me their studios, because I had this idea that I wanted to do this podcast, and I had a lot of people, you know, offering their studios, but they were downtown, and yeah. I figured I probably had to pay for parking yeah. and all of this. Yeah, and, that's true. Yeah, I mean, they were super cool about it, but, like, when I, right when I found this place, I was just like, oh, thank God. God. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah. It was just, I mean, because it was so close. And, I mean, everybody, Josh, and I can't stress this enough. Everybody, Josh and the whole team of Studio Cincy have been 
so awesome. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, they've just been really, really cool. And uh, yeah, we're actually gonna we're gonna get him on uh, Craters and Cincy at some point. He's got some good stories. Oh you should yeah, definitely have him. Well, on. yeah, we're. I talked to him about coming on the podcast, mm-hmm. and he he will absolutely do it. I'm trying to convince him to start one himself, but I feel like he's got eight different businesses. Yeah, that's what maybe. <laughs> Maybe I would love to just listen to guest. one of Josh if he, if he had a podcast. I he has a that. lot of mentors, which I think would be interesting conversations. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of, yeah. Yeah, I would love that, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but he's, one, he's like one of the people I've been dying to have on, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Tamia, thank you so much for being a guest today. Thanks for having me. Uh, if you do want to do, like, a little uh, little promotion before we... Uh, oh. Before we end here, just a little uh, promotion, or maybe like also some things that you're working on right now that you kind of want to tell people about. Absolutely, like one of the things you're in progress right now. Should I put on my NPR voice? For this? If you want to put on your NPR <laughs> voice, go right ahead. Now, just use my Tamia voice. Uh, so you can check te- you can check out Tether at tethercincy c i n c y dot com. Um, if you're looking for creative talent for photo and video shoots, that is the place to come. You can also contact me directly if you have questions about who would be best for your project. Um, And then if you want to know more about me personally, you can head to thestylesample.com. I, again, try to post once a month. Cough, cough. Maybe not exactly. (laughs) But I'm also on social media. It's tough to do, for sure. Yeah, I'm on Instagram Mm. and Twitter as The Style Sample. So you can follow me on Insta as well. All right, awesome. And you can find me on uh, Nick Bowman 1995 on Instagram. You can find me as Nick Bowman on Facebook. My podcast, created, the podcast creator, Sincency, as always, is available on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, all of that. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you again to me for joining us. No problem. Thank you so much. And as always, have a good night. <laughs>